Welcome to our Forever Young Podcast, where we chat about ways to keep our bodies and minds young, because you're never too old to become younger. My name is Christiana Eggy. And my name is Sherry Marichu. Today, we are going to talk about water. Yes, more specifically, we're talking about the importance of water to our overall health. So grab a tall glass of water and join us. Christiana, are you a water lover? I mean, is it your choice of beverage? Definitely. Water is very refreshing, especially on hot and humid days. Sometimes the only drink that can truly quench your thirst is water. And water has no calories. I'm critically aware of the benefits of water on my health. How about you, Sherry? Well, when I was a kid, I'd probably say my favorite beverage was a juice or maybe lemonade. I was always baffled by my parents who absolutely loved drinking water. I thought it was so strange because water was the most boring drink you could have. Today, besides coffee, I love water. Actually, I'm a warm water drinker any time of day. I'm not so much a cold water person. Pre-COVID, I was the one who touched all the water bottles to find the one that was room temperature and not cold. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I've always enjoyed drinking a tall, cold glass of water. However, in recent years, I've come to learn that warm water or at least room temperature water is better. Although I try to do the right thing as much as I I can, but my preference is still cold water. Okay, Christiana, how many cups of water do you think the average person needs? Well, the general rule is to drink half your body weight in ounces. For instance, if you weigh 140 pounds, you should drink about 70 ounces of water, and so forth. But how many cups of water do you actually consume? Well, I have a 40-ounce thermos of water I take with me to work every day. In addition, I have two thermoses of herbal teas that amount to about 36 ounces. As well, I drink unmeasured amount of water throughout the day. I guess I actually drink over a hundred ounces and no, I do not weigh 200 (laughs) pounds. (laughs) That's actually about 12 cups of water. So Sherry, am I drinking enough water? Well, according to the Mayo Clinic, the average woman should consume 11.5 cups of water and the average man should consume approximately 15.5 cups of water. So 11.5 cups of water is about 90 ounces and you said you're drinking about 100. So you are definitely meeting the recommended consumption. When you meet these minimums, you are helping your body function better and improving your overall health. That's right. Getting enough water is important for your health. Healthy people meet their fluid needs by drinking when they are thirsty and with meals. It's also advisable to drink a glass or two of water before eating, as we sometimes mistake thirst for hunger. 
And this also can help control the amount of food we consume. Did you know that water helps with weight management? A 2010 Virginia Tech study found that people who drank two glasses of water before meals ate 75 fewer calories than those who didn't, which accounts for up to 14 pounds per year. Wow. I do remember hearing that before about drinking water before consuming a meal. I will definitely keep this in mind, though. Now, as you know, I enjoy my ice cream. So perhaps if I have a couple of glasses of water before I eat, maybe I won't want ice cream after dinner. Ah, that's bad chance. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> is going to take your ice cream away from you, Sherry. <laughs> Christiana, did you know that up to 60% of the human adult body is water? Yes, it's pretty incredible to think that, isn't it? That's right. According to the Journal of Biological Chemistry, the brain and heart are composed of 73% water, and the lungs are about 83% water. The skin contains 64% water, muscles and kidneys are 79%, and even our bones are watery with 31% water. I had no idea there was water in our bones. Yes, there's water everywhere. (laughs) Water (laughs) plays a very important role in keeping our bodies healthy and functioning smoothly. Dehydration can lead to clumsiness and confusion, lethargy increased heart rate and blood pressure, heat stroke, blackouts, and potentially even death. Now that we know some of the detrimental effects of not drinking enough water, please tell us some of the good things water can do for our health, Sherry. Of course. Well, water is everywhere in our bodies, and it helps our bodies function well in so many ways. Here are just a few things that water does for us. It helps keep our temperature normal. It helps to lubricate and cushion our joints. It forms saliva for digestion, helps our bodies get rid of waste through urination, perspiration, and bowel movements. It acts as a shock absorber for our brain and protects our spinal cord. It helps deliver oxygen all over our bodies, and it helps our cells grow, reproduce, and survive. That is pretty awesome. But with regards to water consumption, all scenarios are not created equal, though, are they? No, of course not. Our bodies will require more water in certain circumstances, like when you are in warmer climates, when you are more physically active, if you are running a fever or having diarrhea or vomiting. Also, if you are pregnant or breastfeeding, you'll need more water too. Exactly. If you're experiencing any of those things, make sure you're drinking more water than the recommended daily minimums. Although, your body will likely give you signs that you need more water anyway. Exactly. However, since our focus is to remain forever young, and we know that some of our listeners are seasoned in age, Let's include some information that relates specifically to our senior friends. Of course, and this information is also helpful for our young friends who have older loved ones. So don't tune out just because you don't consider yourself more seasoned. 
Sherry, did you know that older adults are more susceptible to fluid imbalances? No, I don't think I really knew this. Well, what happens is, with age, our body's ability to conserve water is reduced. This can make it difficult to adapt to things like fluctuating temperatures. Additionally, the sense of thirst diminishes with age. By the time someone actually feels thirsty, essential fluids could already be extremely low. This is crazy, but it makes sense to me. I saw it with my grandmother and now with my dad. We can spend the whole day outside on the back deck or in the park, and I'd be crazy thirsty when we went back in the house, but my dad never was. But did you make sure he drank water anyway? Yes, of course I did. Don't worry. <laughs> Certain medical conditions and medications also affect a senior's ability to retain fluids. For example, individuals with dementia may forget to eat and drink, and in advanced stages of the disease, may have difficulty swallowing. It is very important that their caregivers are mindful of their water consumption. Drugs like diuretics, antihistamines, laxatives, antipsychotics, and corticosteroids can cause frequent urination that depletes water from the body. Also, seniors who experience incontinence often purposely refuse to or limit fluids in order to avoid accidents. Christiana, these are all certainly things I've never really thought about. So what can I do as a family caregiver to help? Well, it's very important that family caregivers of persons at risk of dehydration due to age, disease conditions, or medications are taking steps to ensure these individuals are getting adequate water intake. It is important to pick up on some more subtle early signs that a senior need to up their fluid intake. Keep in mind that thirst is not usually a helpful indicator because by the time a person feels thirsty, they may already be dehydrated. Instead, look for signs like headache, constipation, muscle cramps, dry mouth and tongue, sleepiness or lethargy. Urine color is another very helpful indicator and should be clear or light yellow for someone who is properly hydrated. Should there be any possible signs of dehydration, please communicate them to your doctor or other health professionals. That all makes perfect sense. But how about balancing fluid intake with output? For example, if my dad is sweating or urinating more frequently, then his fluid intake should become more frequent as well. Exactly. Sherry, if a loved one is suffering from an illness that causes fever, diarrhea, or vomiting, carefully monitoring fluid intake is crucial. Keep in mind that one can become dehydrated in cold weather too. As for frequent urination, that's a whole different ballgame that needs to be investigated further. Christiana, that was eye-opening for me. I guess I always just thought about ensuring I was drinking enough water each day. 
I never thought about how certain medications may cause fluid loss in our bodies or that thirst diminishes with age. Let's chat about how we can infuse more water into our lives. Definitely. Sometimes seniors and children just don't want to drink plain water. So get creative. Try different ways of infusing your water with citrus fruits, berries, or cucumber. Flavored water may have added calories and chemicals that you are better off without introducing into your body. I'm confident that if you start children off early enough with plain water, they will adapt better. After all, taste is acquired. That's true. I suppose we could also consider savory flavors as well, like warm chicken, beef, or vegetable broth. Exactly. And don't forget foods. Raw fruits and vegetables can also be great hydrators. For example, a small plate of cut-up vegetables like celery sticks, cucumber slices, cherry tomatoes, and bell pepper slices served with a healthy dressing or hummus for dipping can be a nutritious and fluid-filled snack. (laughs) That's right. Fruits and vegetables with water content higher than 90% include cucumbers, tomatoes, watermelon, bell peppers, grapes, cantaloupe, and oranges. As I mentioned earlier, I prefer cold water, even though I know warm water is better for me. Sherry, can you please share with us why warm water is better? I'm so glad you asked. First, with hot water, you can relieve nasal congestion. So the hot water creates steam when you're holding the cup of water up towards you and taking a deep inhale of the gentle vapor can help loosen clogged sinuses and even relieve a sinus headache. Some people say that hot water can also improve your circulation. You know how taking a warm bath helps your circulatory organs? Your arteries and veins expand and carry more blood more efficiently throughout your body. While drinking hot water may have a very similar effect. As a bonus, warmth from drinking hot water or a warm bath at nighttime can help you relax and prepare you for a very restful sleep. Because drinking hot water improves our central nervous system functions, it might also end up helping you feel less anxious. According to a 2014 study, people who drank less water resulted in reduced feelings of calmness, satisfaction, and positive emotions. So in other words, staying hydrated, therefore, could improve your mood and your relaxation levels. Fantastic. They all sound great. And I will from now on try (laughs) as much as possible, (laughs) although I'm not promising, drink more hot water than cold. I think that's a better way. I would not stop drinking cold water, but unlike you and your ice cream, (laughs) make the effort to drink more hot water or warm. Excellent. I'm Christiana Eggy. And I'm Sherry Marie Chu. See you next time on Forever Young. Where we will be discussing diabetes, that is diabetes and obesity. Until then, keep smiling because... You're never too old to become younger. The Forever Young podcast is created and produced by Christiana Eggie and Sherry Marie Chu. And it is produced and engineered by Elise Hill. 
podcast represents our opinions and those of our guests. The content should not be taken as medical advice. It is for informational purposes only. And because each person is so unique, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Special thanks to the Ella Accelerator for bringing Christiana and Sherry together. If you like the show, please tell your friends and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. New episodes are available every other Wednesday. Have questions? Email us at ourforeveryoungpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram and Facebook under Our Forever Young Podcast. Thank you for listening.